1: Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. My name is Brian Fromm. Great to have you with us today. And we're thrilled to be joined by the author of a book coming out today called The Spirit of Our Politics, also the founder, president, and CEO of the Center for Christianity and Public Life. His name is Michael Ware. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good to be with you. Hey, first of all, congratulations. I've never written a book, but the day it comes out must be, I don't know, what's that feel like? Christmas? Is it more excitement?
2: More nerves? What is that day like? Oh, I'm I'm excited. I have. I had wanted to write this book for years and to get it in folks' hands today is is really special. So I'm feeling excitement and uh, celebratory. Yeah,
1: there you go. Again, congratulations. Again, the name of the book is The Spirit of Our Politics. And it sounds like this is the one that's been on your heart. So unpack it. What is the real kind of overarching message of this book? And why do you feel so passionate about the message?
2: Yes, the overarching message is that the kind of people we are has much to do with the kind of politics Mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love your tagline. Uh, uh, There is hope for life, for Mm -hmm. all of life, including politics. But uh, uh, that that hope is best grounded in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when our hope is in Jesus, then we could find ourselves hoping for a whole range of things. And I think a lot of Christians now feel embattled, feel wearied by our politics. But this book places politics and our interactions with politics in and under our life with Jesus so that even if our, the political outcomes aren't what we might uh, want or desire, we might find ourselves coming becoming more like Jesus uh, uh, as we mm. participate in politics. And that uh, really is uh, the most important thing.
1: Yeah. You know, that's People need to go out and get this book, especially as we go into uh, election season. So paint a picture, practically speaking, what does that look like? If we do what you're saying well, if people actually mm. do do this
2: well, What's that look like? What What does that life look like? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, this book applies the ideas of a philosopher and Christian teacher by the name of Dallas Willard mm-hmm. to politics, and and uh, the 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 book uh, uh, really offers uh, a full vision for approaching politics. Dallas had a. Um, approach to spiritual formation, Christian spiritual formation um, called VIM, Vision Intention Means. And that's really mm. what this book is. It offers a vision for life in the kingdom, uh, it, it presents an opportunity for folks to intend to live their lives and to participate in politics in line with that vision. And then it offers a range of means to help people do that. And so spiritual practices, disciplines, everything from mm. uh, uh, silence and solitude, sort of traditional spiritual disciplines, but then also what I call 21st century disciplines, for public life. So mm. uh, I talk about how Christians can approach the news. I talk about uh, how Christians can participate in conversations around the dinner table in a way mm. that's countercultural and edifying. Uh, I, I also include a chapter in the book specifically oriented to pastors and parents mm. who have, I think, uh, special callings and roles given by God in the formation of uh, uh, lives under their influence uh, and offer specific advice there. There will be a difference. If we Mm. become a different kind of people, our politics will be different. But we Mm. can't keep on uh, 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 pushing off the blame for the state of our politics everywhere else. (laughs) We actually need to take responsibility for that which we're responsible.
1: Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about the things that are discipling many of us. I, I love that you have a call to pastors. I'm a pastor, like, that we have to help be form. But if we're honest, most people are being formed by cable news, by social media, by these types of things. Uh, what's the result of that for Christians who aren't discerning, but maybe are consuming just a ton of cable news, social media report, whatever else it might be, and that that's informing their politics more than, say, their faith in Jesus?
2: Well, the consequences for our public life and our politics are disastrous. It, it, yeah. it means, that we're, means that we're robbing uh, our, our politics and our neighbors from Christian resources. That are desperately needed. Uh, I uh, Dallas Willard defined joy as a pervasive and constant sense of well being. At my events over the last seven eight years, I've asked people how many of you would define our politics as full <laughs> of a pervasive and constant sense of well being. And it, it's a laugh line. I, I get why it's a laugh line. We have to ask ourselves why that why is, yeah. and, and, and 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 what would it. What would it mean for our public life if Christians were the ones that brought a pervasive and constant sense of well-being to the public square? And so our public life would change radically. But again, most importantly, uh, we would be putting on the things of Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus cares about uh, so much. He cares about what's going on in the world. He Mm -hmm. cares about what happens in New Hampshire today? But okay. Jesus cares most about, I believe, the kind of person you're becoming. Mm. Uh, and you do not become uh uh, uh, you, uh the person you become is not separate from what you do and what you think about politics
1: yeah yeah uh,
2: you, there is no political you there's just you and if mm. Christians don't contend with what our politics is doing to us and what we're doing in our politics then whole life di- discipleship simply does not make sense it's made yeah. incoherent
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's so good for this. Such a time as this. Uh, Let me go the opposite direction. And there's I've been reading this on Twitter. You know, we're kind of feels like it's Biden and Trump. And there's a lot of people that are very discouraged about that. And uh, I've seen a lot of well-known Christian people kind of like I'm out kind of uh, a I'm removing myself from the political process. It's kind of like this escape this escapism, whatever else it might be, I'm just going to focus on Jesus. Kind of the opposite of what we said before, of all the people being inundated by social yes, media yes. and, and uh, cable news. What would you say to the person who's like, I, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the political world. I don't care
2: anymore. I'm not even going to vote." Yeah, I, I would say the crisis today is not that Christians are politically homeless. The crisis is that we ever thought we could make our home in politics at all. Wow. The, yes, the Christians. A responsibility is to steward the influence we have, the limited influence we have, that which is, as Willard would say, within the range of our effective will in a way that's faithful and oriented towards love of God and love of neighbor. And Mm -hmm. so I I hope that you're not completely satisfied uh, with the state of our politics. Something, uh, I believe something would be, would be off. Something would be wrong if you felt that everything was just running according to plan. But as Christians, we've been given this influence by our country and its laws, but by God, by the by the fact that He's He's placed us in this time and in these circumstances, yeah. and our responsibility to, is to steward the responsibility we've been uh, given in the way that we discern to be uh, most faithful, uh, most helpful, and loving uh, towards our neighbors. Uh, and there is no pat answer to how to do that. Right. That is the Christian life. We yes. Pray, <laughs> we discern we discern with community. We consult with scripture and, and the Lord is not hovering over you at the voting booth mm. making sure you make the right decision and and grading you. No, no, just just uh, place your will and your heart at his disposal and yeah. he will make good use of it.
1: Amen. Uh this feels like it's got a prophetic turn to it. So let me just ask you this with like the last minute we have. Uh, and I'm guessing the answer to this is yes. Otherwise you wouldn't have written this book, but are you hopeful? Are you hopeful for the church? Are you hopeful for the church? Yeah. The church of America. Do you still
2: have hope? I I do. I do. I I believe, uh, uh, Jesus runs the church and I believe Mm -hmm. he is completely competent. I believe he is brilliant. I believe that he is, um, he is worthy of our trust. Um, and uh, not just our trust for what happens after we die, but for what happens uh, if we wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, he's he's in charge of it all, um, and and I, I uh, we have the opportunity every day to take off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being mm. renewed in the image of the knowledge of its creator, uh, and. Uh, that is a tremendously hopeful, hopeful thing for ourselves and for our country. Mm,
1: such a good word. Again, Michael Ware, the author of a book that just came out today, The Spirit of Our Politics. Uh, I would highly encourage you to go pick that up. Michael Michael's also the founder, president and CEO of the Center for Christianity and Public Life. Michael, this is wonderful. Congrats on the book. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Hey, great to be with you. Thank you. Absolutely. You're listening to The Common Good here on AM 1160. Hope for your life.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn.